My name is Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden. And welcome to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for all of your YouTube needs. Yeah. We're back, baby. I say that like back every again. single time. Yeah, <laughs> we copy the intro. Although I did yeah. mine a little bit differently, because usually I'm like, and I'm Aiden Matthews, yeah. and I just went with the standard I'm Aiden. So I'm shaking it up a little bit there you go. over here. <laughs> and I, I would have said a different. I would have said the usual line that I typically say it, but I didn't have any notes up, so I was just like, "Let's just go for it," you know. Exactly. This so is like, a no notes podcast. <laughs> no notes podcast, episode five, and uh, I want to make sure this is the landmark episode where we're back to doing them weekly. So, ooh, that would statement. Be, that'd be nice because wouldn't cause, happen to be because of our uh, topic today. Would ooh, that? Which is uh. Uh, <laughs> consistency, you know. Yeah. Figure we should. Is that a coincidence? Perhaps do, do what we <laughs> preach. <laughs> oh, now, I, I've wanted to talk about this topic for a while, and we'll Same. get into it. But first, first, Zach. Yes. How was your week on you? Oh, oh, my week yeah. on YouTube. Let me tell you. Mm, uh, in terms of consistency and uploading, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little rough. However, the reason the reason for that is because, as we talked about last episode, we were talking about like putting our videos on other platforms and such. I've been mm-hmm. messing with other platforms and not just video platforms, but social media in general. Yeah. Uh, so there's your bit shoot. There's your VidMe. Still trying to figure out how I'm going to get all of my videos on both of those. If I'll even get all of my older stuff on there or not. Mm-hmm. And then I've been doing some research for like other platforms and I found this thing called uh viuli.eo and I will put this in the description. So and I'm sending you the link right now so that uh people can check it out. It's all right. Very new. Another another video platforming website came out like last week. I think literally the day after I uploaded the last episode of the podcast. Mhm. And so viewers are viewers and users are still very very small. Like I've uploaded two videos, they got like five views a piece, something like that. Uh, but its model is to like pay not only creators but pay viewers as well. Huh. And I don't know how it's going to end up working out. I, I think it's a I think it's a Russian based company. I, I'm pretty sure it's a Russian based company. Um, and I don't like, I don't know how, how all this is going to play out if it will play out, but they're literally like a week old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can kind of tell too. Yeah. I mean, the, co- the content on here is very, uh, yeah. Plus I like the, uh, little categories at the top. You got travel, business, mm-hmm. nature, music, politics, sports. Ico, and that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> all done. that's important right there. You're huh? done. Nothing else. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not optimized yet. You can't get custom thumbnails quite like you want them. Right. A little weird. Uh, but maybe maybe it's worth a shot checking out. Anyways, there's that. But then I've also been... I went back to my LinkedIn profile, which is like super businessy. Uh, right. And like updated the shit out of that gonna start putting articles on there I'll, like publish a couple of articles on there and then publish a couple of articles on medium.com which is what a lot of 
the bigger YouTube entrepreneurs, as I want to call, as I like to call them, do these days. They like make articles and put them on Medium, and they get a lot of views uh, in terms of reading them. And it's it's under my like creator motto to not just focus on video. I, I mean, obviously, we're doing the podcast, which is audio. I think there's still right. a lot of value in you know written formats as well so people can read them because people still read shit you know that's very true yeah so there's that and then just social media in general i'm trying to figure out how to stay active on everything at once and it's hard but instead of me trying to micromanage everything i think it's just better for me to just say yes to all of it and just do it which sounds weird It sounds very strange and it's like, well, how are you going to get everything done if you're just saying yes to everything and just saying and just doing it? (laughs) Uh, I think it's more about the mindset of if you spend more time planning things than doing things, then you're not going to get anything done. And that seems to be very true in my case multiple times in the past. Right. So. I think too, like, some people might look at you and be like, oh, you're doing too many things. Mm-hmm. Well, like, on the other hand, Zach didn't have to, like, be committed to all of those things. He could very well just be like, I'm going to try out this platform or this thing or that thing, and right. it might not work. Mm-hmm. Then means Zach's going to stick on a sinking ship. He can be like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. Or I'm going to try something else, you know? Right. What, what looks like scatterbrained and busyness to some people is actually just a way of practicality and experimenting with ideas. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think it's the same with YouTube as well, which is why I sure. mentioned all this stuff, because while I'm talking about the overarching content creator online, be building a brand, making like getting yourself out there. If you go like super into just YouTube and just being a YouTuber, there's no reason why you can't try out a series for a few months and then decide, okay, I don't really want to do this and then just stop it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Porn things that you tried. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a social media app called Vero, V-E-R-O, that Jay okay. the Zoomster, shout out to him, uh, told me about it. And it seems to be... Uh, it's active, but it's a certain type of people active. A lot of people that are really <laughs> into comic books, which helps me because I'm into that shit too, right. uh, tend to use it. And the reason is, is because uh, Zack Snyder, the director, not me, made a short film and posted it to this app, like directly to the app. Huh. And, like Like three, four months ago, and it's gotten a little traction because of that. Been out for like since 2015. Didn't really have a whole lot of users. He put this out. They started to gain more users. Um, and I think I think him alone has like 56,000 followers on there or something. So could be something in there. Uh, what's really cool about it is you can post videos directly, post pictures, uh, YouTube links directly to it. And then I really like the fact that you can either go to music, movies, or TV, or books, and then say that you're watching one of these things, or listening to one of these, or reading one of these things, and then have like a little comment on there 
that says whether you recommend it or not. And it, it just looks it just looks unique and cool. So I don't know. Maybe there's some value in checking that out as well. Right. But it's I mean, it's just gonna come down to uh using it for a while, seeing if it goes anywhere, and experimenting, as we've already talked about. Exactly, see if it pans out or not. Yeah. So that's that's very my week, I guess. A lot your, of experimentation. Your week on YouTube? My trademark? Week on YouTube, trademark, <laughs> yes. It, it's a, that phrase actually I don't think is trademarked yet, but we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna have find to a do way. It. <laughs> we're gonna, it, it's, <laughs> I don't want people stealing it right now. I yeah. get that. So much value in that statement. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, how was your week on YouTube trademark? My week on YouTube trademark. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put this was mark on the, the actual podcast if I can remember on YouTube. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> this week was a uh, was a fun one. Really, yeah. it was a really fun one. Um, for starters, let's go with uh, YouTube itself. I uh, finally streamed after a while, and on the Sunday stream of a uh, Pokemon Moon Wi-Fi Bells, managed to get about 150 views, which is one thing, mm-hmm. but like. In that day alone, was able to get about like twelve Twitch followers, and roughly about like eight or so YouTube subs. Dude. So I went from around two eighty something to two ninety, uh, which is fantastic. Usually because like I've had a lot of slow streams mm-hmm. every time I did it, um, so it was great to finally get one that had traction for a while. You know, yeah, that's and awesome. For those wondering, like. No, I don't go begging in streams for that to happen. Just if it happens, I acknowledge it and then usually move on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, try not to encourage things like alts, subbing to me and all that sort of stuff. Let me uh, ask you a quick question, if you don't mind. Go uh, ahead, go because ahead. You, seem to, you, you definitely have a little bit more experience in streaming than I do. Sure. Um, do you think it's important to... Some, some smaller Twitch streamers and YouTube streamers alike will put a like a sub or a follower goal on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it seems to encourage following and subbing from sure. the outside. Do you think that that's the case? Do you think that's important? Uh, I do that. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure how much it contributes to it. The most I've seen it do is anytime I'm like one or two away. Mm-hmm. and have new people that are on, those new people tend to want to be like, oh, I want to be number 300, or I want to be number 290, right? Like, right, right, right. If I'm really close to something, mm-hmm. they'll kind of latch on because they see that goal. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I'm like halfway through it or at the start of one, usually people don't care about it as much. Um, one thing that I've seen people do with it is if you're a YouTuber, you can kind of also be like, couple it with giveaways. So I know uh, Purple Fire right now is uh, talking about like how he's going to give away a game when he hits a thousand subs or whatever. Okay. So if you like have a 1,000 YouTube uh, sub goal on your stream, paired with that knowledge of a giveaway, you might be able to do some interesting things with it. Uh, and I think that part is super interesting. I haven't tried that as, as much, but... Uh, yeah, I think there's some benefit to it. Okay. Cool. I don't know. I don't know if I would say it's like really made me grow a whole lot, but uh, it's interesting, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely interesting because I've seen 
I, I mean, I have I, a Twitch one as well, too. Right, so. right, and I know that can be kind of complicated to get set up to where it's automatic. I've got it, I've got it to where I can set it up for Twitch. I think, mm-hmm. I think for YouTube subscribers, that was that one was always a little different. Right, YouTube's a bit more of a pain, mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, for some people, they can't do it because, like, you have to have, like, almost a couple of other programs up to even, you know, keep track of that while you're streaming. Yeah. Which isn't good for your PC a whole lot of the time when you have extra crap running on top of it. Not unless uh, you have a monster. <laughs> right, right. I can usually run it fine. Because hmm. uh, I'm using my phone to uh, stream 3DS stuff, but otherwise it's okay. Anyway, um, aside from that stream... uh been working on dark souls about at part five of that nice. did a couple of nice midnight vlogs one about traveling one about how do you make a better series a couple of questions to the couch good stuff good stuff all around in terms of youtube things what was really interesting this week uh wasn't even youtube per se but twitter yeah we had we had talked on there <laughs> yes we had talked on the last podcast about uh, YouTube alternatives like Vidme and BitChute that you had kind of brought up here. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> okay, so I need to say something else before I get into this as well. A couple okay. of days before what's about to happen happened, I figured okay. out how to tweet video. Because before, <laughs> before, all I did with Twitter was just like post links or just give little status updates. Right, right. Uh, but I actually downloaded the app and realized, oh, oh, wow, I can actually do video with this. This is cool. Mm. So, you know, I did a couple of little videos like, oh, here I am walking around or, oh, here I am in my car or whatever. Like dumb little, yeah, dumb yeah, little videos yeah, yeah. that occasionally had value or updates in it. Uh, but after that podcast happened, I was like, oh, hey. What if I give like a short little two minute video that kind of like summarized all those thoughts that I had during that podcast and uh, post it on Twitter or whatever. And that particular day that I decided to film it, I guess I was a little bit angrier because when I <laughs> went ahead and uh, filmed it, there was a couple of swear words here and there. You know, I was getting yeah. a little angry. The camera was zoomed in. Long story short. I posted the video on there. It was about two minutes. It was a rant. And it essentially... (laughs) (laughs) It essentially went into me railing on YouTube and telling people that there is a chance that it might not last forever and that you need to be thinking long-term with your strategy about being a content creator and not just solely relying on YouTube and putting all your eggs in that basket. Yeah. And I post it. You know, tag a couple of people like you, Concrete Donkey, Lonzo the Gamer, Jay, all these other people. Yeah. And uh, it's done incredibly well. I think at the moment there's like six replies, four retweets or so, nine hearts, all that sort of stuff. And uh, I don't know. I was very proud of that rant. I was worried a lot about the feedback that I was going to get on it. Hmm. And uh, surprisingly, people were mostly okay with it. You know, maybe they were asking questions. Maybe they were... uh, Sort of like, oh, this is a great idea. And the best part about that entire thing, posting that entire rant and putting it on Twitter, was that people, like Concrete Donkey, like Alonzo the Gamer, not only just saw it, but immediately took that advice to heart and was like, yo, 
you know what? This is a valid point. I don't need to be putting all my videos in just the YouTube basket. Let me go ahead and start looking at other platforms. Absolutely. And they did do that. Alonzo the Gamer literally today has videos on Vidme now, partially because of this And BitChute. And BitChute, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Concrete Donkey didn't even know what BitChute was <laughs> until watching that little dumb Twitter rant of me talking in a poorly lit room on Twitter, like... That was huge. That was huge to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. It was probably the highlight of my week, I think. It's funny because that, that Twitter rant, it took you like how long to make that video? Oh, hours. Hours. Yeah. Legitimate hours because I didn't want to stumble over it. Okay. And I think I retook it like, oh God, at least several hundred times. There was even a longer really? version I thought of doing. Yeah, that was like five minutes instead of two minutes. Oh, wow. But Twitter has a limit, so I had to shorten it down. Yeah, is it like, um, is it a, like a two and a half minute limit or something like that? Yeah. But no, that was not a one take Jake. Okay. <laughs> that was a, that was mastering it and crafting it, knowing exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. And I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, you should be. But it, yeah. The fact that it, it got people to do exactly what you were asking or what you were talking about. That's sure. what I thought was so incredible about it was the, the, uh, the engagement from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People took it seriously. I mean, I very well could have just typed out that rant. I very well mm-hmm. could have mentioned it in the blue catch productions video, but like how many people would have actually cared? How many would have actually responded or did anything? Or even I don't saw know. it in the first place. right? Or even saw it in the first place. The power that that rant had, because it was on Twitter, because it was a short video, because it had tagged other people, because it was a message that I truly believed and, like, honed for several hours just to make sure it was right. You know, like, it was a combination of all those things that, like, actually had impact on people. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It was, it was great. It was great all around. Um... I'll also say I took our podcast from last week and I made an infographic about BitChute and YouTube and like the difference between them. Uh, Basically, all I did was show like three of my most recent videos that were uploaded to both websites and how my views on BitChute were much more than the ones on YouTube. And so I made this little infographic, put it on Instagram, put it on Twitter, tagged BitChute, the company, and they retweeted it. And I think that one tweet got like... 30 something likes 30 something retweets right. um yeah and then i made an article about like different alternatives and put that on different platforms and stuff and i actually received an email from a guy who is a pretty big time uh, creator asking me about like how to make facebook video like how to make a facebook video page and stuff like that and he may even be able to do like an interview on the, uh, the podcast at one point so I, I think this stuff. shows like <laughs> the stuff the stuff we say in the podcast isn't like something we just come up with that like has no meaning or whatever it's just fluff mm. like if we're in this podcast and we're going to spend an hour of your time talking about things that we legitimately believe in you know we're going to do that we're not going to waste your time here and I think this week showed especially that we liked that message so much in that last podcast episode that we wanted more people to see it, 
even if it wasn't through this podcast. And that's how much we believed in that message. Oh, most you know? definitely. Right. No, for sure. 100%. But, uh, yeah, that was that was my week on YouTube. Rant on Twitter, a couple of videos here and there. Worldwide meme still going well. Worldwide meme, yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that he was doing like a test stream or something, and I, I just like went in, saw nothing was happening, left a little comment. Worldwide meme is doing a worldwide stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of left because nothing was happening. But yeah, that's cool that uh, he's got his channel like you know, getting set up and you're helping him with it and everything. And Oh, sure. Yeah. His streams finally look decent now. Cool. Uh, I'll have to mess with this recording settings on OBS because we just use mine now. Yeah. Uh, but I hope to get that situated as well. That'll be good. I'm actually getting back into streaming this week as well, and I think I'm going to mess with my layout and try to make that a little bit better as well. Sure. Discord's blowing up. Forgot to <laughs> turn those messages down. All right. <laughs> yeah, boy. It's a professional podcast over here, guys. Professional. Nothing, nothing but the best oh, yeah. for you. If you want to know how. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before I get into like, some non-important tangent, mm. uh, which is my life at this point. Right. <laughs> what is our main topic? We've kind of mentioned it, but... Yeah. Um, so this topic was what we were originally going to do last week, but then we kind of uh, were like, no, let's talk about YouTube alternatives instead. This topic right here is about consistency. We're going to talk about what consistency means. Um, yeah. If you're a content creator and a YouTuber... Or a Vidmir, Twitter guy, or like whatever. We're going to talk about <laughs> consistency and uh, why it's important and why it's kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. And why neither of us have it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, <coughs> I pride myself in the fact that most of 2017, I was super consistent. Yeah. Now... Hopefully, <laughs> by 2018, I'll be mm. back at that super consistent. But anyways. Yeah. All right. So what does it mean to be consistent on, on YouTube, I guess? And we'll, I mean, we'll start with YouTube. We can branch into like other platforms and stuff. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, like what does it mean to you to be consistent? Right. And uh, obviously the definition for everyone changes. For me, based on like the number of things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. My definition of consistent is just having one video a day. Not right. even necessarily that each video every day comes out on the same time. Like I'm not I'm not that big. My deal is one video uploaded a day. Right? right. That's my deal. Okay. What about you? Cool. So for me because I have the two YouTube channels, I think my my level of consistent right now is uh, one video on each channel a day. Mm -hmm. um, but that the definition definitely changes consistently because like by the end of the year, I want to make sure that I have the streaming schedule consistent as well. And I want to have two videos on my gaming channel a day and one video on this channel a day. Um, I think when it comes down to it though, 
What's important about being consistent is finding your version of consistency, whether that's one video a, a week, three videos a week, five videos a week, uh, you know, five videos a day. As long as you're able to have that quality content uh, defined, streamline your editing, you know, your editing and your production quality, your schedules and all that kind of stuff. And then make sure you're like, you're keeping on top of that consistency. Sure. A great example of this worldwide meme, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like his definition of consistency is not mine. Like he mm-hmm. likes to have one video a day, Monday through Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, he may stream, mm-hmm. but there's a good chance he might not stream, right? Like Saturday yeah. and Sunday are usually dedicated uh, to recording the videos for next Monday through Friday, right? Like, right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so you know, even with two channels being run in the same house, the, <laughs> our our definitions of consistency are different. But that's what works for him, and what I'm trying to do uh, works for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for it's sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like I have two channels, but the cons- level of consistency for each of them are completely different. Right. You know, like on the gaming channel, I eventually want to have two videos a day. And then on days that I stream, it'd just be one video a day in the stream. Mm -hmm. But then on for this channel, you know, it's just one video a day. Right. So. And I'll count. (laughs) I'll count a stream re-upload onto my channel as like the one video a day. Like, I'll Mm -hmm. even do that occasionally. I'd rather have that up than like nothing up. Of course. Yeah. But I think uh, consistency also is not like how many of a video you're getting on each day or whatever, mm. but what type of video as well. Oh, so if you have a series, you know, like you may not be posting one episode of that series every single day, but if you say uh, this series is coming out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and you can only get it on Monday and Wednesday, or you do something weird and you get it on like Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, like that's that's throwing up, throwing things off, and it has to do with uh, not keeping that consistency on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what, one of the things that I really like about having a variety channel is, which I mean, throw back to episode three. Uh, I, I really like the opportunity to do so many different series, but if you're not figuring out a way to schedule those in a way where somebody if somebody subscribes to you for one particular series making sure that they get the opportunity to watch that series once in a blue moon you know by keeping that consistent schedule you're enabling anybody and everybody that subscribed to your content for whatever series it is to be able to watch that type of video at least once a week maybe once a month depending on how hard it is to make those types of videos exactly right mm-hmm. you don't want to keep anybody uh, out of the loop per se <laughs> right want to be sure everybody gets like their type of content that they came for and that you deliver on it right like if i don't stream on saturday and sunday then you know people kind of get peeved even if i only stream on just saturday and not sunday you know people get peeved even though hey i did stream but it wasn't when you were expecting it you know Mm -hmm. like some people will even expect me to stream at like a certain time because they know that my sleep schedule is kind of a certain way and even if I wake up a little bit earlier in that day, it'll kind of feel wrong, you know? Like, right. you're not supposed to be streaming this early. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, like, 
what do you mean? I'm like ahead of the game. And then I realized, oh, well, that's not consistent with what I usually stream at, you know, Mm. what time I usually am there. And uh, yeah, for a viewer, like a lot of that is uh, crucial, you know? It's very much like traditional media, TV, you know, the TV channels, TV shows. If you watch Family Guy every single week, you expect to tune in to Fox Channel on Sundays at 8 o'clock every single week to watch your weekly dosage of Family Guy. If you go in one Sunday and, oh, it's the Super Bowl, so you can't watch the show, you're going to be pissed unless you like the Super Bowl. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's very much like that, except since you're the one in charge of the entire channel and everything that you put out on it, mm-hmm. it's actually easier, and I say easier, take that with a grain of salt, because obviously you're doing everything yourself, but it's actually easier to maintain that consistency than it would be a traditional television channel. Yeah, agreed. Which is cool. Agreed as well. Uh, there's a little bit of interest when it comes to like you know variety channels i think Mm -hmm. especially when you're premiering a new show yeah um because it kind of creates the problem of like do i stay consistent with my old stuff or do i sacrifice one of those days to premiere the new show because if you're a person that uploads a video every single day a week and there's a schedule for every single day that week it can be kind of hard to sort of cram the premiere of a new show without being like, okay, what's something that can work? Maybe like a double upload on that day where you get the show you wanted and the new thing. But then if you post two videos a day, obviously, you know, people might not watch both of them. The attention might be split. Like, variety mm-hmm. channels have a bit of a, an interesting battle with that in particular. And it's something that I found myself thinking about a whole lot. I don't yeah. know about you. No, no, for sure. And then like the other side of that is if you do post an, uh, like a day where you post two of those videos a day, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't, I cannot speak properly today. Apparently if you right. have a day with a double upload, then some people might be super excited about it. And they're like, they look forward to that day where they have two videos from you. Um, right. right. it's, it's actually a situation I found myself in recently because I have enough series on both channels where every single day is something different, something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where I have so many different ideas and series that technically I could be doing two new things every single day. Um, <laughs> the problem comes with and uh, the problem comes with not only consistency with scheduling with uploading for your viewers, but consistency in the way you do your content. And the quality of your content and making sure that that's consistent as well. Right, right. We can take it out of time entirely Mm -hmm. and go the route of like the way you edit videos, you know, the practices that you do. Are you the type of person where if you're doing a QA and a show that you show the questions? Mm -hmm. Well, if you show the questions for every single episode, what happens when you don't do it for one episode? Like, right, that throws people off. That's not consistent. Yes. What happens when you try a new editing style halfway through a series? Won't that be a little bit weird? Or do you just wait to finish the series and do that later? Like, even taking it out of time, literally how you make your videos, the equipment you use even, mm. right? Like, 
that all goes into consistency. Uh, bad consistency and good consistency as well. You mm-hmm. know? Maybe you're trying to grow out of, like, these kind of bad consistent videos and you're trying to up your quality into something better. But even still, that shift can be weird for some people. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's very interesting because... I found myself in like literally all of those situations current uh, recently mm-hmm. because I, for my let's plays, I'm trying a new let's playing style. And instead for certain series, instead of just uh, continuing those in the old styles, I was like, okay, here's Ocarina of Time part 38. Let me just go ahead and edit it in the new style anyways. Sure. And I was a little worried that that was going to be a little weird. And it, it still is weird. Obviously, you go through... If somebody was to watch that series and then, like, towards the end of it, they find out, whoa, everything just changed out of nowhere. Like, that could be a little a little weird. But on the other side, like, everybody that's watched it has told me how much they like that style. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, in terms of my Q&As, I've kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit. Because I will not get away with not showing the questions on the, the screen anymore. Right. That's what I started doing. <laughs> and I've continued to do it. And now it's it's not really hard for me to do it. I can do it fairly quickly now. I have no problems with doing it. But if one week I have, you know, I'm trying to rush to get a video out. If I don't do that, then I'm not maintaining the consistency that I set beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, like how do you how do you strike that balance between like getting stuff done versus uh, making content that's consistent with what you've posted so far, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that only becomes a bigger issue the older you get and how many videos you post. Like, if you're a YouTube channel in like the third year, you know you're gonna have to do things a little bit uh, similar to how you did it in year one and year. You know, too. <laughs> Versus if you're someone starting out, like, no one really knows or even cares, you know, That's about true. what you're doing. So, like, you have the cool opportunity to just make your consistency whatever. And you can jump. Experiment. Hmm. Right. And you can jump, too, so radically, you know. Me, on the other hand, like, if I'm, I'm like a year, year and a half, you know, I can't just up and abandon everything. <laughs> Right. you know tomorrow <laughs> as 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 cool as that would sound you know as rebelly <laughs> as that would be uh you know I, I i set out promises and i start series and i plan to finish them yeah of course what what i found what i found really interesting lately is that i am so much a different video creator now than I was at the beginning of 2017, which was only like 10, 10, 11 months ago. Right. And that is absolutely insane to me. And it's just because the beginning of 2017, I was like, yo, I'm going to put two videos out a day. Like it was, it was actually around November, December last year. I was like, this is my goal. I really want to do this. It doesn't matter what's going on. I'm going to put out two videos a day. And I did that. And the editing was subpar. It was mostly Let's Plays. I started doing Binding of Isaac, which is like the easiest videos you can do. So right. I was putting out... So so as the months continued, I was putting out more and more videos. And while on one hand, maybe that wasn't the best decision. On the other hand, it definitely taught me how to do certain things quicker. 
how to um, how to maintain a schedule to the point now where I'm experimenting with these new editing styles, experimenting with thumbnail styles and all these different other things to make right. myself better. I'm able to learn from all that kind of stuff and do some of this newer stuff quicker than I would have if I was just like, let me try all this new shit at the beginning of 2017. Exactly. Uh, I think that's a good example of like picking one thing, doing it extremely well, mm-hmm. getting all the knowledge you have out of it, taking it, and then using it to uh, improve and experiment with other things as well. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you picked Binding of Isaac videos, you did as many Binding of Isaac videos like as humanly <laughs> possible, and learned a lot out of it to the point where like you probably couldn't get too much out of it like now. <laughs> But what you did get out of that series was able to be used for uh, all sorts of videos now and just like how to make them quicker, how to improve them, mm-hmm. how to experiment while also doing stuff like that. Uh, you're kind of setting up a little practice run for the future. You're sort yeah, of for sure. being like, can I actually do this? And then when you realize you can, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Now I have the confidence to actually do that. Right. So I think that's great. Yeah, for sure. So do you want to talk about different ways you can be consistent? Because I feel like that's important. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Okay. So I guess I guess for me, one of the biggest ways that I'm able to stay consistent when I am consistent is having a schedule. I'm mm-hmm. very much I, – I mean I have an Excel spreadsheet. I have – color-coded and I'm not I'm not this organized when it comes to schoolwork by any means like when it comes to when it comes to like papers being due I am I will finish that paper the night before it's done because I like doing things from beginning to end <laughs> and I right. will be up all night and I'll turn it in the next morning and get like a B or I'll be on it or something like that but uh for for YouTube stuff apparently it's a little more important to me so I've got you know an Excel spreadsheet with every single day on it the times that the videos will be uploaded. Well, I used to do that. Right now, I'm still trying to figure out what time is better to upload stuff on. But And then I've got a little color-coded system where it's... If I haven't uploaded it, it's just in the regular white. If I've recorded it, it's green. That means I need to edit it. If it's been edited, it's blue, which means I need to render it and then after, and, and upload it. And then after I've uploaded it, it's red, which means I don't have to touch it ever again. Um, and I could probably get more in depth with this if I wanted to, like, have I done the thumbnail? Have I done the SEO? Uh, you know, getting the difference between rendering and uploading. But for right now, I think that really works for me. No. Yeah, for sure. You're able to sort of just, uh, place all the work you have in front of you and be like, all right, I'm going to do this for this Mm -hmm. month. And then like, it becomes quantifiable now. It's not a big dark scary object of like oh god i have to do this much you Mm -hmm. know now you kind of know what you have to do and for many people it makes it a lot easier and you're able to take that and break it down into bite-sized chunks and all that sort of fun stuff Mm -hmm. uh for me it's a bit different though um i don't really have anything (laughs) close to that (laughs) i don't even i don't even have a whiteboard anymore in here when i was doing that for a while i kind of took that down Um, A lot of what I do is mainly day-by-day basis because I don't like to 
like worry and think ahead too far. So mm-hmm. typically, usually what I do is wake up that day, know which video I have to do, spend all day like making it, editing it, rendering it, and having it done that day. And then uh, if I have a little bit of time, maybe preparing a little bit ahead, right? So that's um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So some days I might be a bit ahead because I'll have spent the day before getting the one video done and had been like three or four left to go. Mm-hmm. Other days I'm swamped, have done literally too much stuff, and I have to get a video out and it has to be uploaded. And I'm exhausted by the end of it, you know? And it's only gotten worse now that I've had to do <laughs> Ethan's stuff on top of that. Mm-hmm. But at least Ethan's, at the very least, is a bit more scheduled than the fact that, like, we record everything that weekend. Right. Everything gets edited uh, when I'm when I'm able to get to it. And because it's Let's Play Parts, it doesn't take too much time away from what I'm doing as well. You know, like, right. if Ethan had a, a vlog channel, if Worldwide Meme was a vlog channel, I'd be dead right now. <laughs> no way in hell I would have time to record daily <laughs> vlogs of him, edit those vlogs, get those out, and still have time to do my own shit, you know? No, and I get that. And it helps that a lot of his stuff, because he's a new channel, he doesn't have all the all the crazy all the crazy social medias and the like like that. So hmm. I save time on that aspect as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm very much a day by day person. You know, even with college stuff, it's like what stuff do, do needs to be done today? <laughs> if it's something yeah. that I can avoid and skip, cool, we're zoning out that day and we're focusing on things that need that attention, right? I'm very that much way for school and, and college. Right. Um, I used to be the complete opposite for school. I used to be, and I mean, I'm talking about like before high school, I was very much, what's the work I got to get done by the end of the week? Let me do all of it on Monday. Um. That used to be me. And then now that kind of motto is transformed into what I do for YouTube for the most part. Um, The problem that I found with with the scheduling is that even though I have this schedule to where I can tell you, as long as nothing changes, I can tell you on November 18th, a month from now, I will have a recap podcast out Steam Dig World 2 Part 5 and a Skyrim Switch live stream. Like I can tell you that's going to happen. The problem is will I get it done by then? Sure. <laughs> because it does like there is so much, you know, there is so much recording and editing that certain videos take different, you know, lengths of time to do. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little rough. It's a little right. rough. I think uh, the scheduling process in general takes energy away from actually making the videos themselves because mm-hmm. you spend so much time thinking of video ideas and thinking about what stuff you need to do for this month and then scheduling them on what days you need to have it out and developing yeah. this long-ass system and stuff, which is cool and all, only if you also have time to also make those videos, right? Like... Yeah. For me, if I have the idea halfway through October to be like, oh, I want to make this video and do it, then cool. For mm-hmm. you, you can have that idea and be like, oh, that'd be cool. But because your entire month is swamped, you're either having to be like, 
okay, let me switch it out in the schedule for something else, aka you're taking a video off and replacing it with that one, mm-hmm. or being like, no, I already have too much stuff that I'm committed to now, and then you put it back in like the backlog and shit, and being like, oh, I'll get to it in another month or so. So for me, as much as the day-by-day system isn't like incredible, and there's problems with that too, Obviously, the big one is that if you're comparing the amount of videos that I've done this year uh, to the amount of videos that Zach's done this year, Zach's wins like every time, right? (laughs) Because there's a schedule there uh, as compared to like, I'm taking a 50-50 dice roll every day and a video might come out and it might not. The benefit (laughs) to mine though, I think at the very least, is that I have a lot more creative freedom with what I'm able to put out and have a lot more energy to do that because I'm not spending it on scheduling. No, I think that's entirely fair. One of the things that I've recently found out about myself is that I spent a lot of time scheduling shit this year. Like there's been like multiple nights where I will like go on the schedule and try to figure out what I'm going to do here and how I can rearrange things. And then that's two hours where I spent scheduling. Mm -hmm. I literally could have recorded two videos, edited a video or uploaded some stuff during that time. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, pros and cons to both systems. Absolutely. And I think it's, and I've learned from that too. So that's, that's, what's important. Like I've learned from that to where my schedule for the rest of the year was filled out. And then I realized, oh, okay, there's these other things that I don't quite want to finish up doing this year. I'm going to wait till 2018 to get back to them. Um, let me just work on the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Let me take it a couple of weeks at a time or even day by day sometimes, because like you said, you know, sometimes there will be a video idea that you have and you want to get it done that day and there's nothing stopping me from doing that. And so I will do that. All right. Um, I mean, I, 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 could, <laughs> I mean, like when I woke up today, I didn't think I was going to be editing a podcast to uh, put out tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. but that's just sort of how this day went. I couldn't have even have told you this morning that we were going to record this podcast right here. Like that's how day to day I'm living. <laughs> no, like, sorry. I don't know. I don't know what co-op stuff I'm doing. I don't know what video is going out today. Sometimes I don't even know what video is going out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And sure there is a quote unquote tentative schedule that I posted in a channel update, uh, not a channel <laughs> update video uh, that I posted in a channel trailer. That's like, Oh, blue couch let's plays was on days and questions on the couches on this. But even in that video where I make this quote-unquote schedule, I say that schedule is not final and it is always subject to change, right? Yeah. My channel trailer is a lie right now. <laughs> sure. Because I knew I wasn't going to be able to stick to it. Right. Yeah. I don't want to get people's hopes up and then take it away. The reason that that quote-unquote schedule is even there. It's for the people who want a little bit of semblance and order and who want to be like, oh, this is what I can kind of expect. Obviously not 100%, but you get a little bit of an idea. <laughs> what, what I think will be nice and what I am excited for is not that, you know, not that my consistency is super strong right now. I think it's okay. I think it could be tons, tons better. What I'm excited for is when I get to the point where I'm able to financially be financially stable from being a creator to where this is all, this is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And cause then I know 
you know, where I'm not worrying about school. I'm not worrying about a couple of other jobs to keep me, you know, keep me afloat. I live and die by my own sword for real. You're right. I know that I will be able to consistently put on a schedule that I'm happy with and that my viewers are happy with. Sure. Because I'll have that time and that'll be, you know, that'll be the only responsibility that I have until, you know, other life stuff comes ahead. But yeah, it's yeah, huge when that happens. Mm-hmm. I think for me, even like college is definitely a thing that does take away from my ability to schedule and get things out on time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to think that like me working at Taco Bell or whatever wouldn't have as big of a time restraint that college would have. No, and absolutely. It, and it wouldn't have so. to do anything with like the number of hours. Like I might potentially be working more at Taco Bell than like I did at college. The thing about it is, is I'm not have to worry every day about like, do I need to get something done at Taco Bell? No, I show up there and I work and I'm done. <laughs> right. Yeah, You don't bring your work home, which is what school right. does. Right. Yeah. It's not like no, college 100%. where I have to bring my work home, worry about a test, get projects done, midterms, finals, like, College is not only a commitment in class, but it's also out of class hmm. in every waking moment. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> even, in, even in your hobbies, it, it shows an effect on your hobbies because you literally have less time to do it because, oh, hey, here's college. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I agree 100%. It, yeah. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> same for high school, same for junior high, same for middle school. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Oh yeah. Now what's interesting, um, back in, so back in high school, when I first started doing YouTube, I, I think one of the things that got me my first hundred subscribers, uh, was one of them was community aspect things. I was actively working in a let's play website. Um, it was a community. I was act, you know, I was completely active in it. I was commenting on other people's stuff giving feedback, talking to people like constantly. But then the other thing was I was actually really consistent in my uploads to the point where now don't get me wrong. My videos were shit, Mm -hmm. but I would go home from school, neglect my homework till late at night, record like four or five videos. They would automatically render because I'd used fraps or I would have to wait like 20 minutes to get them to render through Camtasia. And because I didn't edit them, I just uploaded them that day. So here I was uploading three to five videos a day sometimes just because I wanted to. Like it wasn't because I thought consistency was going to be important. It wasn't because I was trying to make myself big with it. It was just because I'm playing this game. I'm enjoying it. I want to continue this Let's Play and finish it as quickly as I can because it's a good game. And so I'd make three or four videos that day and upload them that that exact day. Again, not good videos. Right. But that consistency that consistency definitely helped garner some viewers and some subscribers and stuff. And I want to talk about that next as sort of a segue uh, of ways you can sort of help out your consistency. <laughs> Ways you can help out your consistency mm-hmm. uh, and sort of, you know, make it quicker. Yeah, definitely. Your example that you had mentioned here, I think had a lot to do with your process 
Mm-hmm. And I think if you're able to know your process, then you're able to figure out how to shorten it and therefore allow yourself to be more consistent uh, with uploads because you're going through it a lot quicker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. For you, in that example, you still had the time commitment. You still had all these other things. But your process was so short and easy for you to do. And the fact that you were passionate about the game and all you had to do is record it and, you know, send it through like barely two or three steps and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you knew your process and you did it and mastered it and kept doing it over and over and over again. And, you know, that helps with getting those videos out. Nowadays, it's a thing where like, okay, how much shit do I even need to get done before I record the video? <laughs> yeah. How many takes? How many takes do I need to spend actually recording it? Then how many graphics do I need to make before I even throw it into Vegas? <laughs> Is there any QuickTime things? Let me go ahead and convert those. Let me get some clips, and then the actual editing begins. You get your zoom ins, your jump cuts. Maybe you want a little music in there. Oh, let me go ahead and check out some right. Hours, hours on hours on hours on hours on hours mm-hmm. on hours of just time, and then rendering, and then uploading, and then you know, <laughs> putting oh, it on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> how, how, for you guys out there, if you want to know one way to be more consistent, what is your process, and how can you work with it to uh, make it shorter or at least make it more manageable? Because if you can figure out how to do that, I think you can become a lot more consistent, especially on YouTube. No, definitely. One of the things I did, uh, I guess it's like, it's a continuous thing that I do, but more so this year, was I looked at all the different types of videos that I do. I know that for this podcast, I've got so many steps. You know, number one, schedule the podcast with Aiden. Number Mm -hmm. two, record the podcast with Aiden. Number three, you know, I've got to put it into Adobe Premiere, make sure I edit the beginning and the end of it. Go into Photoshop, have the images, have all the backdrops. There's three of them. Have the thumbnail ready. And then, and only then, can I put music to the beginning and the outro, export it, render it, and then upload it. Mm -hmm. I know that that's my process. Now, the question is, how can I make that quicker? And not only that, but what other processes do I have to do for my other other videos? It's like... Even from this podcast to the Lions on our Nerdcast, another podcast on the network, there's still two different po- uh, processes. Some of it's the same, but not all of it. All right. So it's 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 very important to go through every single type of video that you're going to do, and maybe you're going to have some gigantic hero content. It's going to be a a big video you decide to make on a whim, and it's going to take you a lot more time, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of thing you want to put a lot of effort into and not worry so much about getting it done quickly. But when you're talking about being consistent, whether it's daily uploads or three to five videos a week or anything like that, making sure that these processes are broken down to the way where you can make them quicker is very important. And here's a couple of things that I do um, to uh, kind of make my process a bit quicker. Mm-hmm. A lot of it simply comes down to a, uh, templates right mm-hmm. do i have a template for the thumbnail cool have that there add the one image done right even in vegas 
I have a template for questions on the couch, blue couch plays, where it just puts all the stuff that I'm going to use for every single episode in there. So I'm not having to spend time getting each little individual clip or whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. I do other things. A lot of people, you know, they want to put their intro and outro piece by piece in there for each new project they do, rather than just editing the outro and the intro separately, rendering them separately. So then all you have to do for every other video is just drag your intro clip already edited, drag your outro clip already edited, and then be done with it. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. Doing things, uh, figuring out how to make things faster. And a lot of the time, especially for series, the longest episode to make in those series is almost always the first one. Because yes. that's the time I'm spending making those templates. That's the time I'm spending uh, wondering how the rest of the series is going to be edited. But once I do that, and once that first episode comes out, I guarantee you episodes two, three, four, five will be quicker to make and will come out much faster than episode one did. Because I know that process now. <clears throat> Absolutely. One of the things that I realized recently, which I wished I had done this so much sooner. So I changed my Let's Play format. I'm adding like some zoom ins and I've got my wet face cam in a circle now with a little background. I've got all these different things going on. One thing that I've learned is the beauty of Adobe Premiere presets. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Vegas has presets as well. It does very much. And one of the things that I realize is it's, it's all the small little things that you don't think of that you could make so much quicker and you could get through a video. So you get through the editing so much faster. For instance, um, for my Q and a series, I started doing some zoom ins on the face and stuff for jokes. And I realized that I was doing this every once in a while. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough to where, why don't I just take the zoom in, make it a preset, and now every time I wanna zoom in, I just drag, drag that preset onto that clip and boom, done. Don't even have to worry about dimensions or anything. Same, did the exact same thing in Vegas. Which is it's, so nice. Literally, literally I just split, split it to where I know which clip I want, mm -hmm. click on it, and then drag down to the preset that just says GG click it and then there's the zoom in right mm. i'm not having to spend time to like individually try and get the perfect zoom in here right my webcam isn't moving you know mm. it's not like right. i need each one to be individual so i do it once save it in vegas and then just you know copy and go from there right like that's saving time mm. another thing too this is more on like uh the scheduling and recording side a great way to make that process a lot quicker is just to simply have great communication with who you're working with, right? Hmm. If it's a podcast, then obviously your consistency is going to depend a lot about whether or not you can get the other person to record with you. <laughs> yeah. So being sure that you pick a partner who's available, or maybe not even available, but is willing to work with you, so they can become available so you can get this shit done <laughs> is vital. And not everyone's willing to do that. And right. for a lot of people, that's where their podcasts either end or they continue to try working together and episodes take eight months to come out. Right? 
because they're so bad at scheduling and communicating with each other that like mm-hmm. shit just doesn't get done at all and it baffles me even if it's a good podcast mm-hmm. you know they'll try and schedule it but then something will come up you know and nine times out of ten they could have recorded that podcast if they took an out a little bit more time maybe not watching tv or maybe not playing that game <laughs> or maybe not doing that thing like the time was there it's not like someone took it from you you just didn't have those communication skills to schedule it and i've been in that exact same boat and i will blame myself uh <laughs> multiple times you same. know i'll do it yeah because i'm it's, guilty it's of hard. it but i'll communicate and i'll let them know hey probably not gonna be here right like what mm. what, what date can we get it done I'm always thinking ahead to like, all right, if I'm going to be a problem, I need to find a solution for later on. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, like I said, it's hard. Sure. It's really hard, especially when you're working with other people, because we all have busy schedules. Right. And, you know, it's. I, I think what you said, the communication aspect is super important there. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to, you know, not only make you know, some random guy's podcast better, but it's going to make our podcast better by communicating and making sure that we stay on top of things, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, you think we got lucky that there's five episodes of this podcast out in the time that it took, you know, like there's definitely another reality out there where we only had one or two. And there's another reality out there where we communicated so well together that we're like on episode eight, (laughs) you know? I feel yeah, like we've yeah. done pretty well for ourselves, so I'm glad we're at five. You know? The same. Same. We could have done better, but, you know, I think we've done pretty good so far. We've done pretty good for... It's the reason it's 12 a.m. right now. <laughs> you know? It's, it's 1.30 a.m. for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. For us, it was a good time to get things done, and we were willing to stay mm. up late to do it, right? Other people, mm. maybe not as much. And, you know, like, I don't get mad... <laughs> At people for not like having their podcast episode out on time if I know that they at least tried to make an effort to record mm. it, right? My yeah. thing is like if it's been four months, then clearly you <laughs> haven't been trying as hard. That you're t- just just give up. <laughs> you keep telling me that you try, but if it's been four months, you haven't tried hard enough. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and a couple I, I of think weeks, that... sure. Four months, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that brings me to, to thinking of another solution to, to things like that. Because I, I myself have found myself in situations where I'm so busy that I literally do not have the time or am not willing to make the time sometimes mm-hmm. to get certain things done like that. So what's the solution? Well, you can't get a time every single week or every single two weeks where you're able to record with this person, maybe you take the next few months that you haven't uploaded a podcast and use that time to record multiple episodes whenever you actually can. Right, right. Think ahead. <laughs> and then upload them week by week basis for a couple of months and then take the next couple of months off or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. in, in the end, you're not doing your, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not communicating with your audience and letting them know that you're planning on having this consistency because you're not going to get anywhere without consistency. It's just, sure. It's just super important. Mm -hmm. You know, like 
for people that are, you know, smaller than me, they can come up sometimes and be like, why isn't my thing doing well? And sometimes it can just be the short answer of like, you've only uploaded three parts or you uploaded three parts in the span of three months. You know, like, mm -hmm. you got to think in the back of your head, how is the viewer, you know, going to feel about the fact that, you know, you're not uploading every week or so, you know, how's the viewer going to feel about that? Like, if you can't make the time to at least make some of your videos more consistent, then how are you going to expect the viewer on the other end to be able to consistently watch your stuff? You can't. Yeah. You can't expect that. Now without you putting forth that effort first, you know, viewers won't just watch anything. There are a couple. There are a couple who will just be proud of whatever you put out and will just watch that. And those are your mega fans and you need to be sure they never leave. Yeah, <laughs> but for sure, the majority of people kind of want that consistency, or at least an effort put forward to try and achieve it. Otherwise, I mean, like who who cares? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's like this. Everybody that's anybody on YouTube started from zero. They started from zero subscribers, zero views, zero comments. And get this zero videos. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll take some big some big YouTubers, for examples. Casey Neistat. He revolutionate revolutionized vlogging by bringing this filmmaking and cinematography to it. And sure, that was cool enough to get a few people to watch. But what got him, you know, the seven million subscribers that he has? Posting videos every day. Mm -hmm. Uh PewDiePie. You know, he's been around for like five years now. He had this energetic quality that not many Let's Players had at the time. That was unique for, for Let's Plays at the time. He made 3,000 videos. Right. Right. <laughs> even, even like Jacksepticeye, another very energetic Let's Player, he got a big shout out from PewDiePie when he was at like 1,000 subscribers and that could have been the end of it. He could have gotten the shout out. People could have checked his stuff out. He may have gotten up to like 10,000 subscribers or something like that. But when he did that, instead of just sitting there, he made even more videos and he kept a consistent two videos a day for the next four years. And now he's like over 10 million subscribers, things like that. It's, it's the people that remain consistent make the videos every day. Or again, if your consistency is three videos a week and you're making quality content, then that's good. That's still consistency. Mm -hmm. It's just making sure that you're putting in the time to upload those videos consistently. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. You know, people will talk about like, man, I wish my subscriber count was bigger. Man, I wish I had a bigger audience. <laughs> Sometimes, if you, to those people saying that, right? Like, if you were given a million subs tomorrow, would you be consistent enough to keep those people there? You weren't consistent enough when there were two subs, mm -mm. or three subs, or ten subs. 
what makes you think that you deserve a thousand if you can't even stay consistent for 30 right like you want 300 subscribers post enough content to get 300 people to watch you know mm -hmm. that's all it that's like one of the main things it comes down to not all of it but it's it's a large part of it right you don't deserve 60 if you're not willing to put out content that 60 people can consistently watch you know like yeah that's it well, that's it's it. like right there <laughs> it's like th this channel zack center productions has 52 subscribers now mm -hmm. and it's like of course i want more subscribers here's the thing though over the last couple of months i have not put in the work for that for more subscribers than that there was an entire two and a half weeks I didn't upload a single video. Now, of course, I used the excuse I was working on rebranding and re, you know all this kind of stuff. And yeah, that's important. And I think that for the long term, I'm going to be fine. But it's like... You don't have to get during, rewarded in subscribers for it, right? Right. Like, <laughs> like if during those two and a half weeks, I was just like sulking that I wasn't getting more subscribers, that would have been the most ignorant thing to do because I wasn't uploading a video. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, I... I don't feel like I deserve, you know, any more subs than I have now. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same with me. If I don't put in the work for a six, seven, eight hour stream that gets me most of my subs, if I don't do it, I'm not going to sit here and complain that I deserve more subscribers because I, I wouldn't expect that out of anybody. You know, mm. I didn't put my part in. Why should you put your part in? You know, it's a two-way street. I'm not entitled to more subs simply by the fact that I exist <laughs> or that I've yeah. made it to 290, right? Like, that isn't what opens the door. What opens the door is me being like, hey, I have 290. Let's put out a baller six-hour stream and let's go hard and let's get that up to 300. Then when I reach 300 in that stream, I'll feel like, yeah, you know? I do deserve this and I don't have to feel guilty about it later on <laughs> because I put in that work. People are like, do you feel guilty about being at 290 subs? I can point to you to the, all my videos playlist and you can look at how many hours have just been put like into it. And you're not even seeing the amount that was put in, into editing. You're not even seeing the amount that was put into branding that was put into getting my videos up on FidMe, the tweeting, you know, the Discord stuff, like, the collab stuff. You're not even seeing that. But you can go to all my videos and see, like, yeah, I've put out that much for 290 subs. Right. Put out more. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you're at 10 subs and you've only got three videos, you should, you should be at 10 videos. You should be at 20 videos. All right. You should be at 200 videos. Like, it's it sounds like a lot, but... I'm at 306 or something right now. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I'm at, like, 1,300 videos. Get on my level, bro. No, I'm just kidding. Right. But, like, but like seriously, though, just keep making content. Viewers will come. Subscribers will come if you're consistent. Mm -hmm. I think... Uh, and good. Said, <laughs> yeah. Consistently get better. That's right. the biggest thing. Like, consistently grow. Consistently evolve. If you're making a video, if you're making a uh, Let's Play and it's got no commentary and people are like, yo, you should do some commentary, find a way to do commentary. Mm -hmm. 
because then that's going to help you grow. And then people might actually watch it. People might actually subscribe. Um, yeah. I like what you said uh, a few minutes ago. I've heard it, I've heard it before, but you said if you get like a million subscribers tomorrow, you know, do you feel like you're going to be able to keep that, you know, keep that viewer base? It's, it's simple as this. I know for me, I think it's the same for you, Aiden, and anybody that I know personally, if we got a million subscribers tomorrow, we wouldn't know how to handle it right off the bat. No. We don't know exactly everything it takes to do brand deals and sponsorships and, uh, you know, working on the inners of like Twitch subscribers and uh, making sure that we're actually selling merch properly and all these things that we're eventually going to learn through the, you know, the journey. Um, so it's important. It's important to remember that this is a journey, right. not just a destination. I guarantee you, if I got a million subs tomorrow, I would lose half of that. <laughs> I would lose 500,000 subscribers before <laughs> I found out how to accurately run it. You know, Before I was able to feel confident enough to have that number, I would have already have lost 500,000 subscribers. Guarantee it. Maybe even more, potentially. I think, I think for me, I think I would lose potential uh i want to say click-through rate that's that's a very technical term but basically like if i got a million subscribers tomorrow i wouldn't exactly know how to convert that number into sales or through merchandise or you know getting more partnerships and that kind of stuff and yeah. i mean i would i would inevitably lose some like lose some viewers it would just happen it's because I haven't worked to it, you know? Exactly. It's the same thing that, like, what if I gave you a million dollars tomorrow, you know? And some people will come up to me and be like, oh, I'll invest it and I'll put it in the bank. And I'm like, yeah, you'll say that. But I guarantee mm -hmm. if I gave you a million dollars, actually, that you wouldn't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. you, you would talk this big talk about, like, oh, I'm going to be safe with it and I know exactly what I'm going to do. And then I'll come back to you in a week and you'll have already blown half of it, you know, like... What happens to the majority of lottery winners after they win a big amount of money? They fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People who supposedly knew what they were doing. You know, like, mm -hmm. they're going to have a different experience than, let's say, the entrepreneur that took 10 years of his life to reach his first million. Guarantee you he's going to treat it with a lot more respect and care than fucking Zach or me <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. Billy Joe or, like, fucking, you know, anyone. It's the same thing with YouTube, right? Absolutely. It's the same thing with YouTube. And I, I think it's important. I, what, what I really like about doing this podcast is the fact that we're still so young in this journey mm -hmm. and that we still don't know shit. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that like, because we don't know shit, we kind of have this naivety to ourselves where we're like, here's what we've learned so far. Here's, you know, after some study and after this, we we're pretty sure that this is the way to do things. And in, in like 10 years when people are watching this and we've become successful because I feel like both of us have the work ethic to do that. Sure. Uh, we're going to be able to look back on it and be like, yo, we were right about some of it. And that's what I'm excited for. That's what I think is going to be really cool out of these types of things. Um. 
you know, I, I just, you know, going back to the main topic, I, I just think consistency is so important. And it's always been one of those things that I thought was so, so important. If we're both yeah. successful content creators, we can look back at this podcast. I guarantee you both me and Zach will have gotten to that successful point because of consistency. You know? Oh, absolutely. It's going to be mm-hmm. because of the fact that like, Literally, we took that work ethic and worked <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot and did you it might... in a pattern that people could digest and enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll be it. That'll be it. You might say, what about getting a big shout out or what about a viral video or what about this? What about that? But at the end of the day, if you don't have a body of work that you've worked on and put out, if you don't have that consistent content to get that viral video one day because you've worked five years to hone in on your editing skills and become a good video creator. Like there's just no way you're going to be anything more than a one hit wonder. It's just, it's about, you know, that turning, making sure that it's not just a one hit wonder, but it's successful through consistency. Mm-hmm. I don't look at people with uh, one viral video as like even being remotely successful people, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll even put them on the same level that me and Zach are at because they might have around the same level of editing skill and they might have around the same level of work and they got that one viral video and didn't do anything with it. Like mm-hmm. I can't put you above me or Zach or anything like that. The people right. I will put above us are the people that had around that same level of work got that viral video, took that knowledge and made multiple viral videos. Those people I'll put above us any day. And those Mm. people will be like, these are the guys who know what's going on. These are the guys who are actually getting success. Any fucking Mm. wonder wonder boy can get that viral video, but it takes a good bit of talent to do it again and again and again and again consistently. (laughs) yeah so you know look at the way you're making videos find out what is unique and creative that you're able to put through your videos that shows that this is yours find out how to streamline your processes so that you can make these videos quicker without losing quality that's the you know that's the whole quality versus quantity debate that I'm sure we'll talk about in its own little thing at some point Sure. Uh, and just keep making videos, keep making content. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think you're going to be, I, I think you'll be a winner in that, in that regards. If you keep doing that, because if anything, let's say five years from now, you've made 3000 videos. Cause you're going to do better than I have <laughs> and make put it, I put out two videos a day, three videos a day. And you don't, become successful on YouTube or you don't become famous or whatever you're looking for on one hand. Okay. That kind of sucks. But on the other hand, you made 3000 fucking videos. You can go to any employer in any kind of uh, regular business or something be like, yo, I know how to make videos. Could you hire me to do this thing? And boom, there you go. There's, there's no like regret on the table anymore. Once you've, put in that word, right? If you put in the body of work, got more than 3000 videos 
and don't end up going anywhere, well, shit, at least you tried. And you have mm-hmm. a great body of work to look back on that you can show to other people and, like Zach said, potentially do something even better, you know? But yeah. you're not going to be left wondering, oh, what if I did do those 3,000 videos? You know, what if I was consistent? You know? Mm-hmm. You won't wonder anymore because you did it. And you can be proud of yourself for that. And you can look back on that way more than the guy who's like, yeah, I'll get consistent one day and then never, never does. Or who thought about it and it was like, no, that was too much work. You don't live with that regret anymore. That's a huge weight off your shoulder. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, that, that's part of doing that, that grind, that hustle, that consistency, that whatever you want to call it. The word's interchangeable as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. <laughs> Just put in the work. Right. Do it. Yeah. Seems to be a thing yeah. in a lot of these YouTube podcasts. Just hey, you know that concept we're do talking it. about? <laughs> do it. Yeah. We need to talk about like a bad thing for one of the podcasts so we can be like, don't do it <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I sub for sub. Yeah. Real talk though, I'll do that uh, episode. We'll write that I down. I would love to talk about that. That's a great idea. How you feeling? Feel like, feel like we've covered everything um, for uh, consistency. Yeah, I mean, on YouTube, yeah. I think we covered everything. We can we could have gone a little bit more into like other social medias, but really, once you have it down on one thing, you got it down on others. It's just like instead of using your typical YouTube processes and honing down on them, you're doing it with your Twitter processes or your Vimeo mm. processes or whatever. Right, you're uh, learning about all the differences and the things you have to do in order to get stuff done, and you're streamlining that. Uh, but really, that's the only difference. I mean, you're still going to have to have a lot of communication skills. You're still going to have to have an ungodly amount of work ethic. You're still going to want to try and either schedule it or go day to day or do whatever. You know, like that, those parts stay the same. Yeah, I think you know as we continue to do these do these podcast episodes. Uh, whatever topic we talk about, I think consistency can be applied to it. You know, we talk about YouTube alternatives last week. Well, being consistent on those YouTube alternatives while being consistent on YouTube. Or one day when we talk about community engagement and talk, you know, responding to comments or being in Discord talking to people or answering messages, just being consistent that way. Just being a consistently good person, you know, as you continue to grow throughout your YouTube journey mm-hmm. and your content creation journey, just being consistently good. I think that's super important. Shit, you could take it outside of just content creation in general and be like, be consistent at your day job and your boss will probably appreciate you a whole lot more. You know, like if you're putting in consistent work or e- even school, be consistent in going to class and your professors won't hate you. It's just <laughs> right. You'll yeah. get those grades and you'll get results. It's, you know, absolutely. You want a particular result in your YouTube life? Work for it, boy. That's the important thing, right? It's like whatever that result you want is extremely big and it's going to take work to get there. So put the work in. Mm-hmm. You want a million subscribers? Do you realize what you're asking for? <laughs> You want a million people to watch you 
play a video game or talk in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. What makes you so fucking special? You know, figure that out, put it in videos, do it every single day. And then, then maybe you can get to the million subscribers. But only after you've worked. (laughs) Like so many people, they're like, oh, I just wish I could have uh, 53 million subscribers like PewDiePie. Well, you haven't done anything. You haven't proved yourself yet. And it's... You haven't done anything to warrant 53 subscribers, much less... Exactly. 53 million, my boy. Like... Like, uh, It takes people years to get into an auditorium to be able to talk to, like, 200 people. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes... It's it's like... It's not overnight. (laughs) Musicians and stuff. Like, you think you get a chance to do a solo in front of 10,000 people just by showing up one day. No, you had to go to those 30 million practices and you had to be in practice room for 10,000 hours and you had to work for it to get there. Right. Prove that you were better than everyone else mm -hmm. to get that spot. Right. Outwork them. You had to out hustle them. You know, mm-hmm. that's something I wanted to mention, too, is, like, just because something is the norm for consistency, uh, if there is a possibility for you to do even better than that without hurting your growth, uh, then take that opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Gaming typically is, like, one video every day, maybe two videos every day. If you want to be the madman that says to themselves, hey, I want to stand out. Why don't I do five videos a day? <laughs> if you can do that without killing yourself, go for it, right? And let's we, take we, a, let's make a joke about easier. that. Okay, right. go ahead. let's make it something easier, like cooking channels or like lifestyle, hey, not vlogging. I'm, I'm talking like I'm... your your regular lifestyle channels. Maybe post like one video a week. Hmm. Wouldn't it be a lot more? Wouldn't you stand out a lot more if you were going to be like, I'm going to be the first cooking channel that gets two videos out of the week, you know? Mm -hmm. That puts a big advantage and allows you to stand out a lot from your competition. Yeah, even in streaming, right? Mm -hmm. All the the Pokemon streamers stream at a particular time. How about not only you stream at that time, but you stream again after them or stream again before them? Or try to corner the market on a different day. You know, like, find out what those consistent patterns are for other people. And if you want to try and get noticed and you want to try and find a way around standing out, try and outwork them. I mean, you can't go wrong there. And it's not the solution for everybody. Sometimes if you want to stand out, you can do things like edit your videos differently or make your content unique. But at a certain point, if everybody's stuff is the same then you can try out working them. <laughs> you know, it's an idea. Exactly. No, absolutely. Uh, you kind of, kind of joke, not joking, talked about like, if you're a gaming channel and you want to put out five videos a day. And one of my favorite YouTubers is a guy named Northern Lion who does Binding of Isaac videos, but he also does other games. Uh, and he puts out six videos a day. He has them scheduled like three hours apart or four hours apart, whatever the math works out there. But 
you know, he'll take his whatever he's streaming every single day and he'll put those into VODs, make sure that those are on every day with one game. Then he has like three other games that he's doing, a podcast every three days. Like the, the guy is a madman. Now, what he has done is he's just such a good speaker and commentator that you can listen to his content without the games and be just perfectly fine. So he doesn't have to edit anything. Right. Um, but so you turn that into his strength. Right. Right. He found his strength, which is being able to commentate about stuff and made his channel around that. And now, while not every video gets enormously great views, like he's obviously gained a huge following of almost a million subscribers by doing such a large variety of content that certain people enjoy certain things and certain people won't enjoy the other things. And that's fine. Right. And that, that's what I was getting at earlier is like, some people have the skill set to, you know, stand out without having to post an enormous mm. amount of videos. You know, they may take right. a month, but once that video comes out, it's going to be like so well made that, of course, people are just going to pay attention to it. Right. Either because mm. it's like ahead of its time or the peak of its craft or had a lot of build up and research and work put into it. Some people are like that. Others mm. If you give them a month, they might not be able to put out that great of a work. That's fine. You're not screwed, but you just have to find your strength. Mm -hmm. And that could be, for a lot of you guys out there, I guarantee it, some of you are trying to be like all, you know, kind of fancy and trying to be like, I'm going to try and make the best LP video. When you could be instead being like, yo, what if I just put out a bunch of them and try to compete on that level? You know, right. You don't have to be the best at everything. You have to be the best at one thing and do that thing really well. You know, mm -hmm. do what you're good at. Do what you're able to do. If you're not the creative, get the numbers. If you have the numbers, you know, and don't, you know, do, right. don't focus on weaknesses <laughs> is what I'm saying. I can't exactly. Turn, I can't turn your like turn your weaknesses into strength. If you have a weakness that's so inherently strong in your personality then go against it right. find the strength that is completely opposite of it and work on that you know it's too many people are trying to be fancy and they're trying to be like these big youtubers that you see and i've done it before myself too i'm like i see game theory and their incredible editing skills and i'm like i really wish i could do this with all my videos and then i realized i don't have to do that right. maybe i just need to put out more videos and it's and then in other instances, I'm like, yo, I actually have gotten to the point now where I really like my editing skill. Maybe I don't need to put out so many videos so I can make sure that this editing skills stays consistent throughout video to video. Right. So it's, it's about finding your strengths, balancing them with the type of content that you're making and, and all that good stuff. Good way to sum it up. Yeah. Cool. But I think that's it in terms of thoughts on it, yeah. consistency. If you guys have anything more to add, or if you agree, disagree, whatever, leave those thoughts down in the comments below, and we will get to them. Absolutely. Hopefully, comments, not real late at night like we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of comments. Segway. Oh, we have uh, one comment from the patient. Should you read it, or shall I? Uh, I would read it, but I don't have it pulled up. All right. So. 
You want me to go and read it? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so the patient says, if it was, so talking about YouTube alternatives, mm -hmm. if it was content I'd have to pay for, I'd want to watch something that clearly has a lot of work put into it. Obviously, it has to be something that interested me, but it has to be high quality. If it's money, the personality won't be enough. The actual on-screen content has to be good, too. Editing can't be sloppy, good audio, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't explain that well, but I know what I mean in my head. <laughs> so I think she's talking about, when we were talking about, like, making, like, paid subscription stuff on VidMe. What would you pay having, for? Like, yeah, what would you pay for and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's... That's really valuable information. Sure. I have to say. And it would definitely Maybe. be something harder for me to do, you know, <laughs> than let's yeah. say others. I think that's probably a very uh, common perception right there is that people are not going to want to pay for regular videos that you would have put out anyways. Right. If um, you've already gotten them for free for so long. Yeah, why would you pay for them after that? Why would unless you? There's something unless better. it's like your magnum opus, right? Right, right. Definitely not yeah. works. <laughs> right. Don't charge for that. Mm, I'm trying to charge for my Sonic memes. Exactly. It's, uh, you want that new Chili Dog video? You're gonna have to. Oh. You're gonna have yeah. to pay up, big boy. Exactly. I still like the idea of offering early access stuff. Right. At a small fee, and I... Because then you don't I have to change the process a whole lot. Right. I still want to do more of that in the future. Um, but I definitely get what she's saying. I mean, obviously, that's not something you have to pay. And you can eventually watch it for free. So, yeah. That's valuable information, for sure. So let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear in the future because that definitely helps streamline our processes before we record these podcasts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> helps us with our consistency. Exactly. So, and it just it just helps get you guys involved a lot more as well. So put in the comments, um, you know, wherever you're watching or listening. Yo, real and quick. If, yeah, uh, talking about consistency one thing one thing i forgot to bring up um i don't want people to hear this and then be like oh look at these two guys talk they think they know everything about consistency yet i looked at their channels and they ain't consistent at all true let me say this hmm. i am by no means the master of consistency zach is not either there are some days where videos just don't come out and that's cool we're hmm. still working on it we're still getting better and I guarantee you, both of us are trying to be more consistent at the start of 2018 and continue Absolutely. that out. So what we're sharing here is our experiences and our advice and what we've seen. But we are by no stretch of the imagination the masters of consistency. So I wanted to get that across real quick before we ended this because for sure, I feel like people might have got the wrong impression. <laughs> <laughs> what, one of the things I like about the podcast is that we can talk about things in a – very matter-of-factly way, but also in a theoretical way. Mm -hmm. So theoretically speaking, consistency works. Why? Because it's worked for other people. It's right. worked for us in the past. Yeah. And so it's probably going to work for you as well. Sure. It doesn't mean we're going to be 100% consistent all the time because we're human beings. We right. make mistakes. And that's okay. 
I feel like you yeah. guys should know it this podcast firsthand. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we're we're gonna talk about things that we you know we might end up preaching things that we don't do sometimes. Yeah, and by preaching them, we'll we'll do better at them. Like yeah. I know for a fact that Aiden wasn't planning on getting a Vidme or a bid shoot until we were planning on talking about it. Yeah. And then look what, you know, look what that's cost, which is good. I got a Vidme um, and a bitch shoot and videos. And I made a Twitter rant about it. Lot changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lot changed. All right. Well, let us know in the comments what you'd like to hear. If you have any, uh, if you have any comments about this particular topic, let us know. Anything about consistency or anything like that, we'd love to hear it. Any questions, that kind of stuff. If you can't, if you're not watching on YouTube or any video sharing website and you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts, go to Twitter at Zach underscore Subijan or at Blue Couch YT and leave us uh, leave us a message there. You can also email me at ZachSnyderProductions at gmail.com and find us there. Mm-hmm. So plenty of ways to reach us. And, uh, yeah. So I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. And thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye. Bye.